Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And slow down on the damn bases, man. Enjoy it. <laughs> it was like a track meet for that cat. Oh, come on. No. You know I mean? People get criticized for taking too much I time. stylish. Especially it, on that last one. Oh, Mr. I can't stand people tossing the bat would have been styling listen, last night listen, in the I NLCS game. I would have on that loud. I would have crab walked around that bat, <laughs> oh, What would you have? I would have got yeah. on all fours. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, look at me now. Yeah, Mr. Oh, act like you've been there before. Yeah, you would have been not, crab I'm cool walking. with celebrations, you but Joey like... Batch, he goes too far. Oh, okay. Come on. And I crab had, walking I around no the bases with, wouldn't have been too far? I had no problem with Contreras the other night flipping his bat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would have crab walked. The third one? Come See, on. I'm, I'm glad you're finally coming the over. The third one, though, yes. I know. You Amazing. Should, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want. Moonwalk around the bases. Yeah, boy, did I feel silly last night. Yeah, you did. we will go back to yesterday's show. The <laughs> audio you're about oh, to hear is yeah. me yesterday morning. And, of course, you know the result last night. The Dodgers are on the way to the World Series. And Kike Hernandez was an unbelievable hero. And they blew out the Cubs in Game 5. This is me yesterday. The Chicago Cubs <laughs> are going to come back. All the way down from 3 0. Uh huh. Now 3 1. Yep. And go to the World Series. <laughs> yep. There yeah. it was. Who's coming with me? <sighs> yeah. And You're a smart man. You didn't come with me. Nah. I just wanted to make it to the weekend. Could you just make it to the weekend? <laughs> like win two in a row and make it to the weekend, and then I don't have to. You know, if they lose over the weekend, it's not as embarrassing as the yeah. next day. Yeah. And they get blown out. The next 11 day, the, to same, one. the same evening. <laughs> 11 to 1. That's true. It, felt, it feels like the next day, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Did the game end past midnight on that East game, Coast? That game was over in the third inning, man. Yeah, I know. And it's, you know what was unfortunate about this from just an independent baseball standpoint? I wanted this game to be about Kershaw. I wanted this game to be his uh-huh. defining moment. Yeah. And even though he pitched very, very well, and the Cubs only had one run for the entire game, it just didn't feel like he had to do anything because of how quickly the Dodgers jumped on Chicago and just rode it out to the end. Yeah, it was interesting. We were having a conversation over at television about Kershaw. Should you take him out? And I guess this was the about the fourth inning at this point. And as soon as one of our camera guys brought that up, boom, there goes the home run. Excuse me. I didn't have time to hit the cough button. Uh, but uh, my point was, no, leave him in there. I think at that, that moment he only had 49 pitches, mm-hmm. fourth inning. I said, leave him in there for at least six innings and, and let him stretch himself out because he's going to get a lot of time to rest. This baby's over. He'll go back to L.A., won't play again, uh, uh, pitch again and, until Tuesday. So I'd leave him in there at least to the sixth inning. And and, and, and so, uh, yeah, Kershaw and, and all as much maligned as he's been in the postseason uh, would have been a, a seminal moment for him. Uh, but he'll get another opportunity, a couple opportunities now as they move on to the World Series to to have that profound moment in the postseason. Yeah, and usually as the baseball season unfolds, you find that team. You go, okay, that's the team. And the L.A. Dodgers right now are that team. I mean, they have been unbelievable in the postseason. Now, we've seen 
that teams that quickly get to the World Series and then sit around for a little bit while another team ends up playing a seven-game series, they come in with a little more momentum and and beat that team that's been sitting around. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal for the Dodgers here. 2006 comes to mind where the Detroit Tigers rolled through everybody and then sat around and waited for the winner of Mets Cardinals and the Cardinals went on to sweep the Detroit Tigers that mm-hmm. World Series. So that is something that concerns me from a Dodgers standpoint, but the series could be over for the Yankees and the Astros tonight. I don't think that it will be. I do think the Yankees will end up winning in seven, but it could be over tonight and then you don't have that much of a disparity. You think the Yankees will win in seven? Yeah, I said that yesterday, like 10 times. What? And I disagreed with you 10 times. Well, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to win tonight. All right, fine then. Whatever. I mean, I then great. I just think I can't discount the Astros. I can't just discard them at this point. You've been discounting. You've been discounting their bullpen. Okay, well, everybody has, including them. I mean, they've got like a six and a half, seven ERA in the postseason so far. They're terrible. But I don't think they're going to see that much of the bullpen. And that was part of my point. Now, listen, I, I feel like an idiot today because I had a lot of good points on the Cubs they were yesterday. Good. They were excellent. They were amazing points. It didn't work out. <laughs> didn't work out, but they were great points. Yeah. Whereas here, I feel like I got some good points, too, <laughs> with the Astros. You but, double down? Yeah, but, uh, you know, you don't know. You get a little bit burned. It's a whole hot stove thing. You know, you touch the stove. Ah, oh, I can go back to the stove. You go back to it. You didn't yeah. learn your lesson the first time. Well, I think that Verlander's going to pitch a lot tonight. Well, like, I think you're going to see him throw, like, 130 pitches, and they're just going to ride him. Did, did you think Keiko would pitch a lot the other day? Um, yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't feel as confident okay, about the right. Keiko one because the Yankees are so damn good at home; they don't lose at home. Um, and gotcha. they had in the postseason. I just think that this Verlander performance, them going back to Houston, I don't think they're going to go to the bullpen. I think he's going to be very, very good. The guy was unreal. Yeah, uh, the couple of starts this postseason. That's I just think, and I think the and then CC does it again because the Astros starting pitching past Keiko and Verlander stinks. So I think that after that. You're well, gonna McCullers have the Yankees Jr. Run. was pitching pretty well. He, he was gave pretty up the, good. The, the run, he was good. Uh, home run, and, and then they, they took him out. He was good in that yeah. game. There's there's no doubt. But, I mean, that was sort of a surprise performance for him because he hasn't been doing much this year. He's dealt with injuries, come back here or there. I mean, it was sort of a shock that the guy even got the opportunity. So I don't know if they go back to McCullers or they go back to Charlie Morton, who didn't pitch all that well in Game 7, but they have to get there first. And, exactly, and I'm just giving them more respect than that. I, I'm not. If the Yankees won that, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay, I just can't already declare the Astros done when they've got Verlander and they're going back home. Got so, you. Okay. Um, well, I hope the Astros they are dealt the same fate as the Cubs, who you were high on last night or yesterday morning, and you thought that they would uh, take this game. Actually, you thought they would take that game and the rest, yeah, the rest of the, of the, the, the games. games. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and and yep. then close out. Uh, the Dodgers and that didn't happen. So I I hope you you stay true to form. Yeah, That's well, what I'm, I'm, I'm it's a little bit different because uh, at least I'm going with the good pitcher tonight as opposed to last night. I was going against Kershaw. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going with Verlander here, but you got Severino. Yeah, for the Yankees. I was about to say Severino's nothing to sneeze at. No, you know? and and at this point, unless you're a Houston Astros fan or a staunch Yankee hater, hey, don't you want to see Yankees Dodgers? If you're an independent observer of this, don't you want to see that? I do. I don't want to see Astros Dodgers. Hey, yeah, of course we'll sit here and you probably won't watch it and I'll have to tell you what happened. <laughs> but 
No, I would watch it. <laughs> no, just because, you know, you're a big Yankee fan. You I may not watch the first couple games because yes. I'm still trying to get over the fact that the Astros have knocked off the Yankees, which I don't believe would happen. But hypothetically speaking, if it did occur, I wouldn't watch. I'd probably be tough watching the first two. Yes. I, I'm telling you right now, Rob Manfred is probably he is in that Astros locker room. It's going to be Manfred Revenge as opposed to Montezuma's. And he's going to be making sure. He's spiking the Gatorade. Yeah, he's going to make sure everybody pulls a Rodney Hood for the Astros about 30 seconds before first pitch. I mean, Major League, they can say what they want. They're going to play both sides and be the uh, politicians that they are. But they desperately, they, they never thought that they could come close to replicating yeah. what they had last year with the Cubs and the Indians. And now they might get a matchup that will outrate that in Yankees-Dodgers. Right. Yeah, you get an iconic uh, blast from the past with the Yankees and the Dodgers. I grew up watching Yankees-Dodgers all the time. Of course, you had Reggie uh, Jackson doing what he did and sticking out his hip, hitting a ball that's uh, trying to pass between the first base and the second base. And a lot of drama between those teams throughout the years and two of the just most iconic franchises in all the sports, not just baseball. And, and as I've said time after time, if you're black in this country from other generations, you always like the Dodgers because of the Brooklyn Dodgers and Jackie Robinson. Uh, so there is some affinity uh, towards the Dodgers from uh, generations in the past. But uh, I, I would watch. I'm, I love baseball. Baseball is probably my favorite sport. I, I would watch if the Astros, and they're not, were to move on and play the Dodgers. Baseball is your favorite sport? Baseball is my favorite sport. I love baseball. I watch it in Spanish, dude. You got to like it if you watch it in a whole different language. I know that you love the Yankees. No, I love baseball. I love baseball. More than football? Yes. What? And I always kick myself because I played all the way up to my senior year in high school, and I kick myself for not continuing to play. Yes. Love baseball. Wow. Love it. It's a shocker to me, man. You love football, but I would say baseball is just a tick higher. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when your team is doing well, I think this is also a little bit to do with the fact that this Yankee run has been really, really fun. You know what it's reminiscent of? Uh, it, it's it's like the mid-90s when you had that core four and they were all young. Yeah. This is reminiscent of that yeah. uh, with these guys and, right. and, and what uh, they have built from from within. And, and now these guys, are, are they have been the catalyst for this season. The young guys have. And I didn't expect this from Judge watching him when he came up uh, last year. Sanchez, of course, everyone was talking about him because the home runs he was hitting uh, at, at the pace he was hitting them. But uh, did I expect this? No. But this this is what it feels like, 95, 96. Yeah, and, and you're right. And that's what makes me want to puke is <laughs> I didn't think that we'd see another one of these. I really didn't. I didn't think that you'd have another one of these hey, core on. group of Yankees coming up. Trash can. It's just, I mean, it really is too much to take. But you're right. You're right. I mean, you look at Greg Bird. I mean, that guy could have played on the 90 Yankees. He could have played. He's, he's like, how do they build these guys? Yeah. Where are they growing these people? And you go and you get little other players, you know, like a Todd Frazier. And he reminds me somewhat of a Scott Brocious. You have these unassuming guys that come through. Uh, Louis Soho. Oh, don't don't <laughs> remind me of that game five of the 2000 World yes, Series, the 47 yes, hopper up the yeah. middle against Al Leiter. I was in the building in the mezzanine box <laughs> at Shea Stadium. I'm oh, 18 years old. I didn't mean to bring that up. Oh, I'm my sorry. God, Louis yeah. Soho. I can't. Oh, sh- not this again. Don't make me remember but you these, have these 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 players on the periphery, not necessarily the, the still superstars. Going, <laughs> still going. <laughs> and, 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 
Hey, I'm engaged this morning. You should be happy. No, I, I know, but I'm just the thing that makes me sick is okay, you're I right. Won't mention Louis. You're okay, right. Then. I won't mention Soho's name anymore. That's the last All time right, I good. say Louis Soho. All right, good. Thank All you. Right? Thank I you. mean, this is the last time I say Louis Soho. <laughs> One more time for good measure. Louis Soho. All right. And so you have these guys on the periphery that, that come up in big, big moments for this team, but yet you still have the, the, the core – uh, nucleus and 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 their superstars are budding superstars at this point. Yeah, uh, and Louis Soho. <laughs> they uh, they have an opportunity to to finish it off right now. And I think that even though it's Verlander, I mean this is a pretty obvious statement. Uh, you don't want to give them any life. You don't no. want you don't want to say we all we need to do is win one. You got to treat tonight like a game seven yeah. because you start to make them believe. And it's really about this Astros offense. And I can very easily see it going either way. Like, they either wake up and the whole lineup just slays or they stay in this dormant state. I could see it going yeah. either way very easily. But I think if they get hot, they stay hot. And I don't think that's a right. good thing because they're very, very contagious, this lineup. Well, a couple of points. Uh, one, just like the Yankees were overdue to, to get uh, Keiko, which they did, uh, they're overdue to get Verlander, not just from his, his pitching efforts last week, but uh, his days with the Tigers because he's always pitched well versus Yankees, and he was part of some Detroit Tigers teams that beat the Yankees a couple years in the playoffs. So he's owned them uh, in, in this post uh, in the postseason. Uh, and I agree with you to a certain extent that the same way the Yankees were energized being back at home and undefeated during the postseason at home, the Astros, you can imagine, they'll be energized being back in their building as well. That being said, they only scored four runs first two ball games there yeah. uh, in, in uh, Houston at Minute Maid. So uh, Severino, if he can come out and pitch well again, as he did uh, uh, in the second ball game, uh, that bodes well for the Yankees. Yeah, it, it does. And and right now, either one of those teams, whoever comes out of that series, is going to have a massive, massive challenge on their hands yeah. because this, this Dodgers team is just on fire. And, I mean, it's almost as if you know that stretch that they went through built character, it got them into mm-hmm. a place where they needed to be, it humbled them to a point where they knew that they were vulnerable, and now they're just back to that but dominant else, team that they were early who, in the season. Gee, who else went through something similar to that? The Yankees did. They lost like Not, 22 out of 26 yeah, they at were, one point. Yeah, after the All-Star break, they were bad, but... They weren't as good as the Dodgers, and then it was the stark contrast. Which well, which, they were tops in AL East, and then they went through that 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 slump, and and it was just so demoralizing. Of course, to those guys in that clubhouse, but to to Yankees fans watching, like, what the hell is going on? Because you buy in and you see all this greatness, and you got this young cat Judge who's hitting all these home runs. He wins the the uh, the home run derby, and you got. All-Stars and Batances as well as Judge and others. And then Batances goes into the the tank, and he's still not right. And, and so it, it's similar, but you're right. They weren't just blowing the cover off the ball other than Judge like the Dodgers were, but still experienced a, a lot of uh, a, a, a significant downturn through the middle of the season. Yeah, and take this for what you want. And I don't know if I could say this in the next series. I probably will not. Uh, but I am. I'm rooting for the Yankees here to get to the World Series. Oh, there you go. I am. I'm rooting for. The, it's <sighs> makes just. It makes everything so much more exciting around here. It just does. <laughs> we do the show from New York. It's just so much more exciting. Now, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't want them to win the World Series. I don't want to mm-hmm. see that. And I had good times out at Dodger Stadium. I went there years ago and met Vin Scully, and it was mm-hmm. a beautiful place. And. It was a lot it of is Brooklyn, a beautiful play. Brooklyn Dodger fans that are generations, people that I know, and all that. 
So I'll probably root for the Dodgers in that regard if they, you know, if it is Yankees Dodgers. So you're gonna go to a World Series game with me? Um, is it free? I'm inviting you. I just had this conversation yesterday that I'm going to try for the rest of my life not to pay for a ticket to a sporting event. Oh, damn. Again. That's going to be They're my They're pretty goal. expensive, but we can do it. We can make it happen. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I you don't want to go? Actually, I paid for the World Series tickets when the Mets were I did pay for those. Yeah. I didn't. Um, it was face value, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, these will be face value. Just elevate it because it's the World Series. Yeah, I'll go with my Kike Hernandez jersey. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you could do that. Let's go, Dodd. <laughs> Yeah, why not? All right, coming up next, we've got a Thursday night football game to talk about. Uh, This one is now the best one ever. You had the Rams (laughs) and the 49ers as the best one ever. Last night surpassed it as the best Thursday night football game. But no one saw it because no one's watching, right? Uh, No, people are watching. I know they are. They saw it last Mm -hmm. night. We're coming right back. Give us a call right now, 855-212-4CBS. And how about this, though? The first year that Vin Scully isn't there? Ha! Ah, yeah. Come on. Go to the World Series. Yeah. Bring him back for the World Series, no? Mm, nah, karma. Can't mess it up. Car- you got, karma? You got, you're on a good road. Don't change what, anything. How is Vin Scully going to hurt karma? You got to go with what you've been going with all season. He wasn't there all season. He's not going to be there for the postseason, other than being a fan. Well, you think that he's going to put the kibosh on? Yeah. I think that's a ridiculous thought. superstitious, start. man. Nope, don't change anything. Your underwear, nothing. I wonder if that's even been same job. A topic. Don't even wash it. I think he's healthy enough. He seems healthy yeah. enough. Yeah. So I wonder if that's even been talked about. Like if they've dust off in for mm-hmm. a elimination game or. Well, remember that last year he stopped with the regular season. He did because he didn't mm-hmm. want the, the attention on him. Yeah. So I don't think he would do it, even nope. if they asked to. Even if Joe Davis said you got to come back, and or not, or Charlie Steinrick said you got to come back and do the last out, he wouldn't do it. Well, maybe he can introduce the Dodgers to take over the PA for yeah, the night. Yeah, he was there for Game One of this series, I believe, and, and he, I saw a picture of him celebrating at his house last night. Well, so. just, yeah, I'm sure he's going to be around, but give yeah. him a job now. No, too. he's fine. Give him a job. No. He's Vin Scully. He doesn't want to work. He had a job. A long ass time. They're going to win the World Series. The man rest. <laughs> going to win the World Series, hey, though. No, they're not. Mm. They the play the Astros, they will. Yeah. The injury report is brought to you by the Salt Institute. Let's take a look at the latest injuries. Josh Norman of the Washington Redskins. We hate them. Dallas Cowboys do anyway. Uh, returned to practice first time since suffering a fractured rib. Week four loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Norman was limited in individual drills, so that means he really did nothing. Jogged around a little bit. Wide receiver Stephon Diggs, budding superstar for the Minnesota Vikings. His status for Sunday's game with Baltimore is up in the air. Salt isn't just good measure, good for measure, just for good measure. Let me try that again because we love the people at Salt Institute. You're rubbing off on me, Brian. Salt isn't just for good measure. It's also good for softer water, which is good for you because soft water makes for smoother skin, silkier hair, and a healthier life. It does. Everything's better with a little salt. It's so true. See why at a little salt.org. Andrew Bogish is with us. He's got an update. Lots of stuff is happening. What is going on? <laughs> uh, it is the Dodgers, guys, that will win the first two games of the World Series and then lose the next four to the Yankees. <laughs> L.A. clinching that fate last night at Wrigley. Jansen delivers. Line drive. Caught by Culberson. The Dodgers win. It's been 29 years 
It's a very long time between then and now. The wait is over. The Dodgers are going back to the World Series. Who needs that (laughs) when you could have Vin Scully, right? (laughs) Who needs that when you could have something like this? Ah, now you're all dressed for the ball. Right? <laughs> Steiner. Get him Charlie out of here. I hate Charlie Steiner. Yeah. Dodgers radio. I'd rather hear something like uh, like Vin talking about this. The flag has 13 stripes, except when it didn't. <laughs> okay, I would agree with that. I mean, you can sit there and you would forget a baseball game was going on when you were listening yeah, to him. Right. Instead, we got Charlie Steiner doing normal baseball calls, and we could have this. Are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> L.A. coasting through Game 5 in Chicago last night, 11-1. Nine of those runs came over their first four at-bats, while Clayton Kershaw tossed six, one run, three hit innings. When you're a kid, you, you just hope you make it to the big leagues, you know, and so to to get to go say you're going to get to go play in the World Series is it's an incredibly special moment. All the offense he needed came from Kike Hernandez, solo homer in the second, grand slam in the third, two-run blast in the ninth, the tenth player with three homers in a playoff game, the seven RBI in NL postseason record. The Dodgers will host the Yankees or maybe the Astros to start the Fall Classic on Tuesday. Kershaw will start that one as well. Justin Verlander and Luis Severino on the mound tonight for game six of the ALCS in Houston. First pitch is shortly after 8 Eastern. Once that series ends, the Red Sox expected to name Astros bench coach Alex Cora, their new manager, and the Tigers have reportedly hired former Twins skipper Ron Gardenhire. Welcome Horns. mm, Yeah? Yeah. You guys are everywhere. That's right. That's what we do. Uh, What a finish to Thursday Night Football on CBS. Chiefs 30, Oakland 24. Alawali in the backfield to the right of Carr. Snap. Now roll out action by Carr. Zips a pass near side. It is caught, and it's a touchdown, and the Raiders win the game. Actually, Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Raider. They didn't win until Giorgio Tavecchio made the PAT. Then it was 31-30 Raiders. The touchdown on an untimed down following two defensive holds. An offensive pass interference call that negated Crabtree's first catch in the end zone and review ruling Jared Cook down at the one, not in the end zone. The victory snaps a four-game skid for the Raiders. It's the second straight loss for the Chiefs after their 5-0 and start. Aaron Rodgers had surgery last night for his broken right collarbone. The Packers yet to make a roster move with him, and Jags rookie running back Leonard Fournette expects to play this weekend despite missing the first two days of practice this week with a right ankle injury. Russell Westbrook starting his season with a triple-double. 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 16 assists. As the Thunder handled the Knicks in OKC, 104-85. Carmelo Anthony, 22 points against his former team. The Clippers smothered the Lakers, 108-92. And the Raptors beat the Bulls, 117-100. Number 25, Memphis trail at halftime at Houston, 17-0. They won 42-38, two touchdowns in the final five-plus minutes. And the Edmonton Oilers snapping a four-game skid, 2-1 in overtime in Chicago. Guys? All right, Bogus. Thanks. Thursday night football, just an incredible game. It was way too impacted by the officiating. You just heard Bogus. Two defensive holds, an offensive pass interference. You had the Jarrett Cook review. It was just ridiculous what was happening. And if I was a Chiefs fan, I mean, I would just be absolutely livid that it seemed like the Raiders were getting shot after shot down at the end of this game. But 
you still got to stop him. It was still an incredible play by Crabtree, Derek Carr to Crabtree. And Derek Carr is healthy. I don't think he was healthy last week with the way that he played. He is healthy well, with the way that he played last night. Some good meds yeah. will make you well, feel great. And he, he looked damn good. Oh, it was, He looked like the MVP candidate yeah. we thought he was going to be yeah, last night. A lot night. of passes, almost 60 attempts uh, uh, last night and, and over 400 yards. All those touchdowns and, and uh, Amari Cooper's back. How about that? Yeah, uh, a couple of touchdowns and I, and that was an interesting stat. Uh, over two hundred yards receiving, and that's the most in Raiders history. I was like, wow, are you kidding me? All the great wide receivers that have come through that. Tim Brown comes to mind, of course, and Belentnikov and Cliff Branch. Uh, but uh, he he has that record now. Now, did you think the calls were legitimate? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the, <laughs> definitely the Crabtree, the offensive pass interference on yeah. the Raiders definitely was. Well, I thought the holding calls the on, holding, the, on the defense were uh, legit. And matter of fact, the Jared Cook catch that put the Raiders at the one-yard line or they're inside the one, you could have called uh, pass interference on, on on the Chiefs for that one as well. But uh, he caught the ball, and they're, they're on there at the one. And, and he got mugged a couple of times, so I thought the calls were legitimate. And, yes, it made the game disjointed uh, there at the end, but you, you have to make those calls. Yeah, I don't know. Do you? Yes, you have to make up. You can't mug the receiver. Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, I'm all for that. Trust me, the defender. The yeah. first, the first one, fine. The first one, I was like, okay. When it happened again, I was like, come on. Yeah, another opportunity here. There was one in the first half that was just a joke on a third down where they said illegal contact and it happened before five yards and there was a, a turnover. It was uh, the Chiefs. It was a sack strip and then a fumble recovery for the Chiefs and then it was a illegal contact on one of their defensive backs who jammed up by one of the receivers or might have been a tight end within within five yards yeah it was terrible well I wouldn't agree with that call I'm with you 100% but yeah though I listen there was no doubt there was there was contact there was holding on those plays I just have I don't know. I just have a problem with that being the ending where the officials are just basically like, you know, the the puppeteer yeah. to the game. I well, don't like it. I, I, no one likes it, but they have to make those calls. If they're that obvious, and I thought they were obvious, you have to blow the whistle. No one would want that, whether you're Chiefs fan, Raiders fans, or you're just a fan watching the game. Yeah, you'd like for the situation to be fluid. But if it's right there in your face, you have to make those calls. And, and I'm sure the Chiefs will protest as well, but – that those were those were your your garden variety holding calls. You were mugging a guy as soon as he came down the field. What the hell do you expect the ref to do? Everyone could see it. You weren't in a pile. Uh, you were right there in the in the view of the, the back official, the side judge. Everyone could see that. See, if I was a defender, I'd be doing the same thing in that situation because I I would be like, you're going to call this again. You just got us for this. I'm just now. I'm well, don't really do it again. Money. I'm just gonna, but I'm really gonna do something illegal. You get your on this money's place. worth. Yeah, be like it's the end of the game. You keep giving them opportunity. You're gonna really do that again? Like you want to control this game that much? And the the Chiefs tried that. It didn't work. Another big talking point in this game comes from Marshawn Lynch. And I'm about that action, boss. Yeah, this went from something that was a really good idea to a really bad idea, meaning that he sees his quarterback go down. And it was a, a hit by Marcus Peters that shouldn't have happened because, well, first of all, the play should have never happened because they're running a quarterback draw with a guy who's got a broken back and he's only been back <laughs> two weeks. Why? And it's, I mean, it's not like he's, you know, Deshaun Watson, Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton. He's like these guys that are known for running all the time. Yeah. 
running a, a quarterback draw after that. Good then, meds would have you feeling good. But stupid play call. And then Marcus Peters comes in, and as he's going down, gives him a little bit of an unnecessary hit. The Raiders offensive linemen take umbrage to that. They get into Marcus Peters' face. Now, Marshawn Lynch comes running out, and people are just assuming that it was all to protect Derek Carr. However, this is something that I just learned last night, that him and Marcus Peters are thick as thieves. Yeah. So it was a reaction to like, okay, I got to protect my quarterback and I got to get my buddy out of this mix because this is not good. And that would have been great. Like, he would have been Boutros Boutros Gali if, <laughs> if he didn't push the official. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you can't come off the sideline. You're not in the game. You're not on the field. You shouldn't come off the sure, sideline. Sure, but it's yeah. good-hearted. Yeah. And then he pushes the official right, right. and ruins he, everything. Exactly. Well, I, I disagree with you on this. I thought the hit was fine. Uh, you had Derek Carr, who's still struggling to, to to make some yards. Peters comes in and hits him. He's still not on the ground yet. I had no problem with the hit. But as far as Marshawn Lynch, yeah, he when he runs out on the field, he's holding back his teammates, the offensive linemen, trying to keep them away from Peters, which was odd. You would think he would go right at Peters, but like you, you you know, you find out that uh, their buddies are from both are from Oakland. Matter of fact, I think they took the Bart after the game. Back to Oakland uh, from uh, or somewhere, and they were in Oakland. Uh, back to somewhere, uh, they were riding the, uh, the the train there together. Uh, so uh, yeah, you 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 knew immediately that as soon as he put his hands on that official, even though it wasn't uh, a, a very vicious shove or anything like that, that he was going to get a flag and get tossed. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that it was a, a, a dirty play. Mm-hmm by Peters it was maybe a little bit of an unnecessary one because he was definitely I thought he was stopped at that point but I don't blame I also don't blame the Raiders offensive linemen for sticking up for their guy oh, in that course. situation they're gonna do that right I mean it everything was fine in my opinion everything I know you're not allowed to leave the sideline but everything was fine in my opinion with all of that until the official got shoved it was funny because he was going for that flag that official so many times he's like reaching to his pocket just trying to get it out as soon as he gets hit Oh, Marshawn Lynch, you know, and about and, that action, both. And a lot of people like him, so he gets he seems to get a pass on most things. Good for him. I know, right? I wish I could you get, a you, pass you get to that point, yeah. Like, think about it; it's amazing. The guy sits down on a cooler during the national anthem, mm-hmm. and people barely talk about that. Mm-hmm. He dances like a madman on the <laughs> sidelines. And what if that was Odell Beckham Jr.? We'd say that the guy was. Showing up, he's out of control. He's showing up his opponent, all these things, and everybody loves it. And he goes and pushes an official, and everybody's like, well, it was a noble act by Marshawn <laughs> no, to, no to try to <laughs> calm the peace. The official just happened to be wrong place, wrong time. You know? Well, and Marshawn Lynch throughout his career has not been a drama queen. When he was at Buffalo and he was at Seattle, he wasn't a drama queen. Now he would he that, cause drama? That, that Super Bowl thing he, he was. He, he drew. He, he he caused a different type of drama. Yeah, that whole "I'm only here so I don't get fined." Yeah, thing but was sort that, of a, that's that's with the media and that's off the field. Yeah, that, a little dramatic. Yeah. you know, a little dramatic. Well, where everyone knows he doesn't like to talk to the media, so you. Knew I'm just here so I won't get fined. You yeah. knew what you were going to get going in. All right, coming up next, talking about uh, creating drama. Uh, the Ball family, they have that covered. Oh, wow. Give us a call right now, 855-212-4CBS. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 
The Lakers and Lonzo Ball debuted last night against the Clippers, the new-look Clippers, which have so many guys on that team that weren't there last year. Nine different guys. Yeah, nine guys. Um, And it might even be more than that, but nine guys that we know. Right. Um, We saw a graphic yesterday in one of the breaks and went, oh, my God, (laughs) that many different Clippers. Uh, One of those different Clippers is Patrick Beverly. And he was in that deal between the Clippers and the Rockets that sent Chris Paul to the Rockets. And Patrick Beverly, and I've learned this from you, your favorite curse word is Malafala, but the real one, you know, M and then, Mm -hmm. you know, the. uh, so anyway. So uh, (laughs) so there's a lot of the, a lot of Malafalas here. So I will, I'm going to use Malafala. You could be a good one, a bad one, a pretty one, a sorry one. Right. Stinky one, funky one, rich, poor, rich one, white, poor one, yeah, white gay, one, black, straight, yeah. yeah. No, no, I wouldn't go there. Uh, what? I no. just does everybody's. You, yeah. what, but the point is that everybody is. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so everyone is a malafala yeah. at some point. So um, one of those things is a weak ass malafala. Yeah, you can because be that. that's what Beverly said. He screamed as he's leaving the court. Weak-ass Malafala, mm. bring him out on the court with me, and I will tear his ass up. Oh! And... Thanks, Daddy. And and LeVar, right? LeVar Ball hears this, mm-hmm. and LeVar says, Yeah, you shut the Malafala down, and your check still ain't going to be no higher than what it is. Oh, God. Yeah, you shut him down, okay? Who is Patrick Beverly? He played all last year, and nobody said nothing about him. Now we're looking at your first game. Why? Because Lonzo's name's attached to it. So you got to be all hard. Let's see what you do the next five games. You're going to be pumped up towards everybody like that and go back to your 0-for-5 shooting and your two or three rebounds. Nobody going to care about you. You put my son's name in it. You put my name in it. Now you've got some action and you got some people talking. <laughs> That's good, dude. <laughs> yeah. You want me to keep going? Yeah. You ain't this got is the, riveting. You ain't it's like got, a bedtime story. Oh, let me go here. You yeah. ain't got to say it by name because I saw the way he looked at me when he was on the side of the bench. He was going to see if I can get eye contact. I just looked at him like I look right past him <laughs> because he nobody. You talking a big baller. One game, okay? You still don't have your own shoe. You are still not (laughs) your own boss. I know why you're looking at me and you want to tell me that I got your son. Well, I got two more you could try to get some of, too. They'll be here. Don't worry about it. I don't worry about one game. (laughs) Is he done? Yeah. Oh, cool. Wow. And he's going to homeschool his kids, right? You know what? Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Right, I know that's a terrible <laughs> after, idea. After reading that, nah, mm. I, I don't think so. You know what, though? He's kind of right. I'm well, with him on this. Patrick Beverly is known for being a pest, right. a nuisance, and that's what he was last night. And we all have stated that this is what Lonzo Ball is going to face. And he went out against one of the most uh, noted uh, pests in all of basketball. Patrick Beverly's. Beverly's done this to everyone. He's a great defender. Yeah, exactly. And so he went out first game at NBA. NBA, He goes out against one of the best at trying to get inside your head. And I thought the kid handled himself well. Uh, No, he didn't have a great night. One for six shooting. Uh, He had two turnovers, which, hey, I marked that as a positive. You got a guy barking at you like that, all up in your grill, shoving you at time, picking up fouls on purpose. 
trying to get in your head. And while you didn't have a great shooting night, you didn't fall for it. Now, he's going to get more of that. Let's see how he handles it as he moves on. But we all knew because of his dad, all the hype and that his dad has provided, all the talking his dad has done. Now, his dad can't take the ass whippings that are going to uh, come towards his son. Uh, and, and that's unfortunate for Alonzo that he's got a, a Pied Piper over here that won't shut up. And, and, and so you're going to see more of this. But uh, as far as Lonzo is concerned, not worried about the poor shooting. It will come. He didn't try to get outside of himself and do too much and try to live up to all the, the hype. That's that's a positive as well. He just stayed within himself, and he allows and, – and, and Luke Walton attests to this, that he the guy is someone who allows the game to come to him. He doesn't try to force things. We have to really get on him and tell him to shoot more and yada, yada, yada. So it's, it's a – a work in progress, so uh, he's gonna he has to expect, and I'm sure he did expect that uh, this is what he was gonna face. Yeah, and I think that that both guys are right. Like if I'm Patrick Beverly, I'm fired up right. that this guy had so much hype, and yeah. it was my job to shut him down, mm-hmm. and I did. So I'm not mad at him for getting all fired up after that happened. And Levar Ball's kind of right too. I mean, he should keep his mouth shut, but he never does. But he's kind of right, too. The like, like Patrick Beverly, you're still going to be Patrick Beverly on the Clippers. And Lonzo Ball's on the Lakers. And there's a lot of potential there for him. And he might be the next great Laker. And if he isn't now, boy, is it going to be really embarrassing for that family. But, but I mean, it's true. I mean, he's, what, he, what he's saying is, is right. And that Clippers team is probably not going to go very far this year. I mean, that they broke the whole thing down. It's a different look. They might be a little, you know, a little pesky here on out. But um, I, I just don't want... What I don't want is what I'm envisioning happening now, which I really didn't think would happen. I thought that once we got into the NBA season, it would be more about Lonzo than it would be LeVar. And yeah. it's not well, it's early not on. No. It's not early on. Um, but if Lonzo starts playing really well, it will be. But certainly if he doesn't, it's going to be about LeVar. But what I don't want is after every Laker game, like like Lavar's dissertation on like he he was better than this guy he was worse than that guy uh, because that's going to get old quick. You're going to get it. That's exactly what you're going to get, and it's unfortunate. But he's not going to shut up. This guy is what in his fifties. He's not. Sh- this is who he is. Yeah, no, I know. And you got two other sons for him to do the same thing to. Well, Th- he will not shut up. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's something. If a kid goes out and doesn't play well, it's someone else's fault. He will not shut up. A kid. Uh, plays extremely well, you definitely won't get him to shut up. It's like this. He he is the 2017 sports media mascot is what he is. I mean, he is created from this climate. He's the Bobby the Brain Heenan of, of the wrestling world. Yeah. You know, that's who he is. He's that 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 manager. He's the one going to go out and do all the talk and take the arrows for the player or the wrestler. Yeah, and other than some of his misogynistic stuff we've seen I, I i am entertained by him at times i'm not gonna i didn't lie see it that it. way i know you're talking about the interview with, on the uh the fox show uh, well the he, thing with the female ref too was a well that was wrong yeah i agree with that i when i said yeah having her taken off the court really yeah so i mean there's that's been what a, i said it's never his fault it's never his kid's fault right no. i know yeah and and listen i don't think he's a good guy and this is where this is a tough thing right because i don't think he's a good guy I don't think he's a bad dad. He is someone who's clearly a loudmouth, but yet I'm still drawn to him. I mean, that's sort of what, like, every reality star is. Like, he's a reality TV star in the sports world. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, think about, I mean, he, that's why everybody says he is, this is the new Kardashian family. This is the Kardashian family right. of the sports world, well, where you're disgusted by them, you're intrigued by them. You love them, you hate them. You know, they're influencers, they're not influencers. There's there's a lot of haters out there, there's a lot of followers out there. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, yes. And uh, this guy has come out of nowhere to make a name for himself on the backs of his kids. Yeah, he raised those kids, he taught them the game, and uh, they, they seem like, especially Lonzo, uh, he seems like a well-grounded kid, not the one who was speaking of wrestling again in the wrestling ring and uttering the N-word. No, uh, that, that was totally off base and uncalled for. But Lonzo seems like a kid that's uh, cool in his skin, and uh, and and he's going to be fine if he continues to exhibit the, the 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 same behavior we have witnessed from his you know days at UCLA and and now this early NBA season. So uh, Lonzo, I'm not attracted to him. I I. I I couldn't care less about it. You know he's going to be front and center, though, and everyone's going to want to talk to him, whether especially when the kid doesn't play well because they want to take shots at him and, and give him the business, if you will. Yeah. And if they do play, if Lonzo, once he does play well, you know everyone's going to want to get his take, and he's going to have a take. He'll find a camera or somewhere uh, to give his take on that. But uh, I'm not drawn to the man. I, 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 I am. Overkill. I'm not going to lie. No, I am. I, I, he makes me laugh. It's not, the it way doesn't even make me laugh. The way he walks. And does, he looks silly. He's just a bad walk oh, that yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's something. It just makes me laugh. It just makes me shake my head. You ever head. see? There's a YouTube video someone sent me. He's doing this dance, too. It's just... Oh. He's, and the bull dookie he spews. Like Michael I, Jordan would have kicked his ass. Well, of course, but we know that. But he's just doing it. It's the same thing with Skip stupid. Bayless. Like, everybody thinks that they're taking a chunk out of Skip Bayless when they rip him for his stupid tweets where all they're doing is emboldening his his uh, place in the sports media world. Gio and Jones coming right back. CBS Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.